Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Email todaycb at rte.ie. And as I said, we'll bring you more on that orange warning a little bit later on in the programme. Now, though, Sinn Féin have proposed a vote on the end to the eviction ban to be held shortly after St. Patrick's Day. The vote, while embarrassing for the government, wouldn't be binding. And a number of independent TDs have said they'll examine the wording of the motion and that some of them may side with the opposition. Well, Jack Horgan-Jones is political reporter with the Irish Times and is on the line. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Claire. So you're writing today that there's a renewed focus on lingering divisions within the coalition on lifting uh, the eviction ban. If there were to be a motion tabled, it seems not every vote the government relies upon is a given. Yes, perhaps appropriately enough. I might uh, apologise very briefly to your uh, listening. You can hear the division bells and the doll ringing in the okay. background there. But yes, uh, so I, I think that if this vote does come to pass, and I think it is likely in the week, as you say, after the St. Patrick's Day break, um, that the government will be secure. The, the, the majority of the government has at the moment is 81. So there's an open question over whether Nasa Hurrigan, the Dublin Central TD for the Green Party, would vote with the government. But even if she did, and another colleague of hers, Patrick Costello, who's voted against the, the government in the past, you would have to see quite a number of the independent uh, TDs who tend to vote with the government also voting with the opposition. And if you run through them all, I'm not sure that there's there's the kind of the, the, the weight of numbers there that would really cause the government a headache. Like I don't really see a situation coming to pass where the likes of Dennis Nocton, Sean Canny, Peter Fitzpatrick, the Healy Rays, uh Calberry, where they all kind of line out to vote against the government. So I don't think it is going to come to pass that they will lose the vote but that doesn't make it any more of a uh, that doesn't make any less rather of an uncomfortable situation facing the government I think that on the one hand they'll be saying look we'll go away for St. Patrick's uh, week and this the, this issue will kind of slide off the agenda but I think it'll come roaring back at them and whether they win, lose or draw the vote it'll be right back in the centre of the news agenda. That will then be followed by um, the actual expiry of the, the eviction ban itself presumably a big upswing in evictions, which will probably be punctuated by data releases, uh, people going to, to homelessness services and those homeless charities and services speaking about that. And then you'll have this kind of dynamic that I think was so corrosive for the last government of those homeless figures being released on last on the last Friday of every month. And every time we get a story like that, you have very low-hanging fruit for the opposition who will turn around and in the commentary that they give, on those numbers or on those events, they will say, of course, this is the government that could have extended the eviction ban and didn't. So I think you're looking at a, at a significant kind of short to medium term vulnerability for the government on this, indeed into the long term, all the way through to the next general election. And, you know, it is undoubtedly an unpopular and difficult decision and they're, they're just going to have to wear the consequences. Yeah, and despite the, the discomfort that they will inevitably feel if that vote takes place, even though it's not binding, are there any, is there any sign, anything in the ether that would tell you that a reassessment of this position and this decision is being even discussed at government level? I have to say no. I mean, I don't. I don't think that they're likely to to reverse ferret on this one. Um, it would be a remarkable decision to to go back on a, on a cabinet decision of only a few days ago. And while I think that there is obviously at least one government TD who may end up you know, losing the whip and voting against the government on this. I don't think that that contagion such as it is has necessarily spread 
across to the rest of the backbench. I think, you know, we already spoke about Patrick Costa. I think he hasn't been as clear that he would necessarily consider voting against the government on this. He's only said that he wants to see the AG's advice, which is a more kind of middle-of-the-road position. But I think that, like, again, you shouldn't take that as evidence that this uh, this, this issue is, is a minor one for the government. I think that you see yesterday in the parliamentary party meetings, and particularly in the Fianna Fáil one, a big emphasis coming on from the backbenchers, and particularly from, from Dublin backbenchers and senators uh, like Mary Fitzpatrick and Paul McAuliffe, who actually I think was one of the first parliamentarians to call for the institution of this ban, talking about the need for like a Dublin-only strategy on, uh, on housing and talking about the need to accelerate existing schemes like tenants in situ purchases. Uh, you know, you'll see kind of meetings of internal uh, government party housing committees and there will be a weight of expectation from the from within government backbenches on the government itself to, to, to start delivering and to make sure that the whole host of policies that are already in place really step up to the mark. Mm-hmm. So things like tenant, tenant and purchase issue and work, but also that these new policies that they've developed seemingly at quite short notice and with still quite a bit of work to do, things like that backstop. Uh, purchase yes. from the, uh, or 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 the uh, the first refusal scheme that they work and are seen to be working as well. Yeah, and they actually come to pass and are put in place. Jack, we'll leave it there for now. But thank you very much, Jack Horgan Jones. There, John McLean has been convicted of abusing forty five boys at Terenure College in Dublin. We'll be hearing from one of the survivors who faced him in court next. Text five one five five one today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio One.